Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Hey, hey, hey. So on my Instagram stories, I put a question box up and said, ask me anything about motherhood and money. These are three questions that came from that that I'm going to answer in today's episode. And if you would like me to expand on any one of them, let me know. If not, it's cool, it's fine. But uh, let's dive right into these three questions and get this thing going. So first questions first, how do you not let your circumstances keep you in a victim mindset? Woo, okay. So here's the thing. Let's break this down a little bit, right? Everyone's circumstances are a little bit different. And, you know, when you look at your own life and consider what contributes to the way that your life is right now, you have an option to be able to look at things through a specific lens. I've got glasses on right now. I can look through this lens and see things clearly. I can look through someone else's lenses and see things in a distorted fashion. And so when we talk about victim mindset, victim mindset is a set of lenses. It's a filter. It is glasses. It's going to color the world in a certain way. I personally, while I'm human and still experience times where, you know, of course, I think in lack or, you know, a victim mentality pops up because of so much practice therapy, coaching, meditation, prayer, journaling, okay, requests, Um, I do not stay stuck in a lens for too long because my default, thankfully for the most part, is an automatic redirection to knowingness and abundance and peace and prosperity. And that's come from a lot of a lot of work, like I said, therapy, coaching, prayer, meditation, journaling and writing and exercising this mindset. So if you have uh, life circumstances that make reaching your goals, whatever they may be difficult, um, then I would say that you want to get to doing the work of being able to choose which lens you want to see the world through. And so actually this is really, really interesting timing because I was talking to my bonus kid recently and I was telling her about the reticular activating system. It's a part of the brain that literally filters the world to see things specifically. So, you know, the way that I let her have that as an example was she saw a Ford dealership and she said, however quickly I see, the dealership, I want to see if I can find a Ford car because of the little emblem. And she was able to find it super fast, like within seconds. And I said, that's your reticular activating system. You chose what you wanted your brain to see, and then your brain filtered for that thing and you're able to identify it quickly. What I said was you can actually do that with pretty much anything in life and that you want to be careful and intentional and strategic about how you use this filter in your mind to look for the things that you want. Because if we used our lenses in our mindset, as the same way that we use money, then we would be much more wise with it. None of us goes and buys things that we hate or that we don't want or that are going to abuse us. Yet in our minds, we spend our energy and we use our filter for things that we don't want. Self-doubt, fear, pain, 
sadness, imposter syndrome, so on and so forth. So I don't let my circumstances keep me in a victim mindset by creating an environment that cultivates the mindset that I want. I surround myself with people, places, and things that fill me up, that remind me of my true nature, and that I come from an abundant source, and that I am an abundant source. So uh, that's my quick tip or quick way that I do things, at least as far as I can say. Again, with any of these questions, if there's anything that you want me to dive deeper in on, then just let me know, okay? Uh, the next question is, how has motherhood impacted your outlook on wealth and wellness? So it's wealth and wellness, but really the wellness comes first. And I really believe that wealth starts with wellness. So what I have really come to experience in this reality is that I am number one. And as long as I'm taking care of myself, I am going to show up better in the world for my children and for my students that I work with, for the world, for the clients that I take on, so on and so forth. And so motherhood has really forced me to slow down. It's forced me to um, enhance the way that I take care of myself. Sleeping is a priority, eating is a priority, staying hydrated, movement, so on and so forth are priorities for me. So motherhood has really impacted me and my outlook on wealth and wellness by confirming that I'm already headed in the right direction. When I center everything that I do around my wellness, now don't get me wrong, I'm still sleep deprived because my kid wakes up however many times a night. Like I, I still, um, I still, you know, have to put the effort in. It's a work in progress, but I know the significance and importance of it. And I'm really clear on boundaries. So how I spend my time, what clients or what students I will take on and what I won't, I say no a lot more now. Um, and that's helping me to build wealth in a sustainable way. Uh, really planning to make sure that we take care of ourselves financially and otherwise. So that it's easier to build wealth generationally for our children because it's just like when you're on an airplane, you gotta put your mask on yourself before you put it on anyone else. So being intentional about how are we building our own retirement plan and then being able to start building out theirs um, and then being able to just be a, a constant student of all of this because there's so much to learn. I do not know everything when it comes to money. <laughs> I don't know everything when it comes to anything, but I do my best to be a student and just continue to learn um, day in and day out. Um, and I think it's just really humbled me. Motherhood has really humbled me and helped me to focus and narrow my line of sight. I have tunnel vision now. So my health and well-being is number one. My children and my family are number two. And the impact that I get to have in the world is number three. And my friends come along as number two as far as relationships go, right? So it's me, my spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, environmental well-being, that of my family and friends, and then that of the, the impact I want to have in the world. And doing things in that order has yielded me great results up until this point. And I'm excited to see how that continues moving forward. Last question, how do you deal with mom guilt if you experience it? Ooh. So I first had mom guilt. I have a bonus kid. She's actually going to be 11 in a couple of days. And, uh, you know, when I became a bonus mom, that's when the mom guilt first hit me. 
and I was not ready. Okay, I wasn't ready because I went overnight from, you know, not having, not having any mom guilt to boom, here it is. Um, I was annoyed to be honest. I was like, dang it. Cause it's like, I can't enjoy things the way that I used to, if that makes sense. I can't go out and party and like be carefree completely because in the back of my head, I'm, I, I know I have kids and I'm thinking like, are they okay? What are they doing right now? Even if I know that they're with, you know, um, their dad or, you know, that I know that they're safe or fine or whatever. It's just that they're always on your mind. It's always like a tab open in the back of your mind that you're just, you know, um, considering the safety and well-being of your kids. And so how do you deal with it? I, the way that I deal with it is to be really clear and strategic when it comes to what I take on and what I say no to. So again, I say no a lot more these days than ever before in my life. And what I say yes to, I have to feel directly benefits me and my family. And so I literally looked up, you know, how, how does, um, moms being working moms affect children and how does entrepreneurship, you know, mothers who are entrepreneurs affect the well-being of children. I'm a therapist, can't help myself. I'm like, am I going to mess them up? You know, working this way or whatever. Uh, and thankfully what I found was good stuff. Kids seeing their mom work, it has good benefits. And, um, and it's not to say that kids having stay-at-home parents or stay-at-home moms don't have benefits either. I think it's just different benefits, if that makes sense. And I'm grateful to be able to provide them with this experience and for them to see someone going after what they truly love, living on purpose and, and chasing their full potential, because that's what I want them to do. And I think that I would be doing my children a disservice if I was to hold myself back from living fully uh, because of my mom guilt in any way, shape and form. Now, every person is different. So I will say every person has to decide what makes sense to them in their parenting journey. I'm grateful that I actually get to spend more time with my kids because of my lifestyle and the choices that I've made professionally, the choices that I've made in my personal finance journey over the last few years. And so being an entrepreneur makes it so that I actually get to spend more time with them. I actually get paid to travel the world, you know, and, and do things. Um, and they get to join me for those, for those trips that we're able to make happen. Um, I actually get to, you know, help them have really cool experiences. My bonus daughter got to go with us to Ohio last year, and she actually wants to go back this September for the Summit of Greatness. If you want to see me there, okay, come on, guys. Um, I will be attending it myself, so join me. Um, and so we went, and she had a ticket. She was the youngest child at the Summit of Greatness, and she, to this day, can tell me the key takeaways that she had from that, you know, weekend trip where we were learning and growing at a conference. And so I think that it's actually created a lot of touch points for a connection. Now, it does also lead to, you know, conversations around uh, trade-offs and what it looks like to make choices that affect your entire family. But one of the things that I've talked to my bonus kid, because my baby's a baby, so he don't know the difference. <laughs> and we're always together anyway. Um, but my bonus kid, we have talked about like, you know, should she have to sacrifice what she wants to do for others? And I think to some extent, 
um, you know, she of course wants to follow her dreams. So it's like, no, you just find a way to make it all work in some way, shape and form. So I feel less guilty, I digress, when I know that what I'm doing is going to benefit my children and I have a conversation with myself. If I'm going to brunch without my children, I know spending that time with friends and family that I really care about that make me laugh, that we have a good time with, is gonna make it so that I am filled up mentally and emotionally to spend present um, a time with my kids when I get back to them. And so I just get involved in that conversation and I, you know, make choices that are in alignment with how I want to parent. And then I um, have conversations with my kids and have age appropriate conversations with your kids about what's happening and ask them questions, ask them what they would do in the situation, get their feedback and, and figure out maybe there's some adjustments that do need to be made. You know what I mean? Um, if it has to do with like time spent or not spent because of X, Y, and Z. But thankfully, I'm really grateful that because of my life choices, I'm privileged enough to be really present. I take my daughter now to school every day and drop her off. Um, my husband will, we're going to shift into another season where my husband gets to do it again, um, maybe half the time. I spend a lot. I literally spend like every day, every day with my son. <laughs> um, I'm working right now, but it's 9.57 p.m. So he's asleep and um, I'm going to, you know, get this podcast out. And, you know, when we wake up tomorrow, I'll be with them again. And, and I'll do a couple of things throughout the day. But honestly, really, I try my best to just be present and with them. Um, and that's my choice. Everyone has different things that they want to do. Don't feel guilty if you don't want to be at home, if you don't want to be a stay at home. Don't feel guilty if you want to um, go on solo trips. Don't feel guilty if you, you know, need time away or a break or whatever. Those things are going to likely, I assume, help fill you up so that you can be your best self when you're with your children. It may be easier said than done, but it's a process and you get to do this journey in a way that helps you to hopefully better equip them for if and when they choose to become parents. You'll be able to pull from your experience, talk to them about this stuff and help them to make decisions that are in alignment for who they want to be in the world. Hopefully answering these questions is helpful. Should I do more Q&A? Send me a DM, um, take a little screenshot and say, yes, do more Q&As on your stories or something like that. Uh, this is kind of fun. So I love, you know, just sharing insights with y'all, all of it being subjective, <laughs> um, but backed with a lot of the times research, experience, so on and so forth, that makes sense to me. Um, and that is empirically proven. But I look forward to just continuing to share my journey with you, helpful tips and tricks, and hope all is well with you this week. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.